Hi, my name is Ellie. Welcome to my podcast, The Stuff Buff. I love stuff. I devour all sorts of stuff from all over the world, and I love nothing more than sharing that stuff, the good stuff, with people. So this is a short bi-weekly podcast that will bring you the best of the stuff that I have come across in the last week. So listen on to find out what I've been reading, watching, experiencing, listening to and wearing recently. Welcome to episode 7 of The Stuff Buff. I'm putting a quick trigger warning on this one because I do discuss an art exhibit that deals with racial violence. Hi and welcome back to episode 7 of The Stuff Buff. Today I am talking about The Story of Art Without Men by Katie Hessel. I mentioned this book in episode 3 and it takes us on a whistle-stop tour of art by women from 1500 to the 2020s. Written in response to the erasure of art by women or women artists in E.H. Gombrich's The Story of Art, which even in its most recent edition includes only one female artist, The story of art without men effectively redresses this balance. As such, it is a necessary and important addition to the art history canon, though for me at least it doesn't fulfil its stated aim of disrupting the canon. The thing it does do extremely well is appeal to a wide audience, like Gombrich's does, far beyond what I imagine the usual consumers of large books on art history would be. It was Waterstone's Book of the Year in 2022, and therefore puts female artists who might not have been written about in such a populist way in front of people like me, i.e. those who like art and are interested in visiting galleries and museums, but are by no means experts. It is written by Katie Hessel, a British art historian and creator of the Instagram account The Great Women Artists and the podcast of the same name. She also writes a fortnightly column in The Guardian called The Great Women Artists Bulletin. The thing I loved about this book, and I really did enjoy it, is that it's easy to read, easily accessible, and has decent illustrations, and it covers a huge time period, and therefore a massive range of styles of art that I don't think I would have been able to access in another single book. It has inspired me to read further, to delve further into artists that I had previously not heard of. I'm going to talk about a few of them now. For instance, Mary Delaney, whose incredible paper-cut images of plants and flowers from the 1770s were previously unknown to me. The Story of Art Without Men has a beautiful illustration of a sea lily by this artist, who between 1771 and 1788 produced almost a thousand images which are now in the British Museum. In her lifetime she was supported by patrons including King George III and Queen Charlotte who gave her a house at Windsor and £300 a year. Prints are available from the BM shop and you can see her work in the flesh at the Enlightenment Gallery in the BM. Another is Alma Thomas, an African-American artist and teacher who painted colourful abstract paintings with small patches of colour, single isolated brushstrokes that work together to create images or patterns that thrum with a disciplined energy. Born in 1881, she died aged 86 in 1978. She studied art and brought it to her work as a teacher throughout her life and became a full-time artist at around 69 years old in 1960. She was exhibited in her lifetime with a major retrospective in 1966 and another at the Whitney in New York in 1972 and one of her paintings was purchased by the White House in 2014. 
Many of her works are on display in Washington and in New York. Another of these artists is Howardina Pindell, who has also been interviewed for the Great Women Artists podcast, which is episode 54. Born in 1943, her early work in the 1970s of process-driven paintings of repeated applications of paint through hole-punched stencils into huge canvases that look like storms from a distance, but close up reveal careful use of colour. The punched holes, the waste, were used in collages, often numbered or marked otherwise with Phoenician characters, for instance, along with materials like glitter, talc or perfume to produce playful, smile-inducing, textured canvases. In 1980, she produced a video called Free, White and 21, which depicts Pindell describing acts of racism she experienced, interspersed with clips of herself dressed as a white woman in a mask, dismissing those experiences. The stories are so calmly relayed, a calmness that belies the nature of the incidents being described. It is a confronting, but I think a necessary watch. I'm fortunate that a major exhibition of Howardina Pindell's work was on in Bristol, so I've been able to immerse myself in her latest work alongside the pieces mentioned previously. This includes her 2020 film, Rope, Fire, Water, which is a stark and brutal documentary of the history of violence meted out to black people in the USA. Exploring lynching and state-sanctioned violence, this is accompanied by the horrific imagery of these acts, backed by a ticking metronome, which indicates their ongoing nature. I saw this exhibition prior to the murder of Jordan Neely on the New York subway, and that murder is testament to this ongoing nature. The film ends with a list of some of the people who have died at the hands of the police since 2000, and finally with the statistic that 28,000 people have had fatal encounters with the police between 2000 and the death of George Floyd. See theirnames.org for more information. It is a deeply shocking watch. Again, Pindell's calm and matter-of-fact voiceover belies the images and statistics that are being shown. The visual healing that Pindell offers of the abstract works is absolutely necessary. Back to the book. I felt it necessary to illustrate this with the examples of these three artists because I think it's necessary to illustrate the issues that I have with the book. The history of art without men is pretty much a highly detailed listicle. There is little, if any, analysis or depth. It also effectively ignores any advances in art historical or critical study since Gombrich's book, holding it up as an example of what not to do and simultaneously copying its style or thesis. Hessel's podcast and Instagram account are named for a 1971 essay by American art historian Linda Nochlin called why have there been no great women artists? This noted feminist essay is mentioned in the book, but there is little art historical literature discussed, feminist or otherwise, subsequently. This obsession with forgotten or sidelined women artists is such a driving message in the book that it totally ignores that many of the artists being discussed, including the three that I've talked about, were supported in their lifetimes. For instance, it doesn't mention that Mary Delaney was supported by royalty or have works in major collections and therefore, by any measure, are successful outside the remit of this book. Gabriella Nugent has written on this in her essay Celebrating Women Artists and Forgetting Feminist Art Histories, asking why must women artists always be sold to the audience as 
forgotten, erased and rediscovered, even if that's not the case. I suppose, for me, the question is overlooked or forgotten by whom, and the answer for this book at least seems to be overlooked by Gombrich and a small selection of high-profile white male art critics. That said, I am really grateful to Katie Hessel for creating this book and for enabling the opportunity to explore and learn, an opportunity that I might not have found without it. The Story of Art Without Men by Katie Hessel is out now and has just launched in the USA. At The Great Women Artists is on Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts and offers more nuance and depth for me than the book. The Story of Art by E.H. Gombrich is still in print and widely available, thanks to Bristol Libraries for the copy currently in our house. Mary Delaney's works are viewable at the British Museum. Alma Thomas has works at various galleries in the US, but mostly on the eastern seaboards, so Washington, DC and New York City. Howardina Pindell, A New Language, was on at Spike Island in Bristol till the 21st of May 2023. Her film, Free White and 21, is available on YouTube. Linda Nochlin's 1971 essay, Why Have There Been No Great Women Artists, is available on artnews.com and Gabriella Nugent's Celebrating Women Artists and Forgetting Feminist Art Histories is available at www.contemporary.burlington.org.uk Thank you for listening to The Stuff Stuff. I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can look up the good stuff I've been talking about and I'll be back in a few days with another episode. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, please email stuffbuff at duck.com or find me on Instagram at the.stuff.buff. See you soon.